We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. TCU gets beat down. Georgia's the top of the mountain again, and Perloff is wearing leggings. So Ooh, yeah. today is already off to an incredible start. You can listen to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and that's where you will see our beautiful faces and yeah. Perloff's um, rather skinny legs. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I'm proud of what I got. Uh, no problem here. Good uh, on you. Yes, I am. Of course, we're on YouTube, and I'm basically belly buttoned up, so you can't see this now. So I don't think I'm wearing pants again. I think this is. <laughs> I haven't really gotten any calls from HR from around the office, so this is all good. But I just want to say one thing about last night. Yeah. Yes, it was sixty-five-seven. I think it was closer than the score indicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the first half, you couldn't even say that. Maybe in the first quarter, the score was. There was, was a closer moment the in the first indicated. quarter. Yeah, didn't really feel like a sixty-five-seven beatdown. To me, it was more like a forty-nine-seven oh, feel to it. I'm sure Sonny Dykes and TCU will take a lot of solace knowing that to you it only felt yeah, like a forty-seven maybe was, to seven. Maybe had a fifty-two-three feel. Sixty-five-seven. <laughs> no, no, way closer. They than really that. poured it on last night. I guess the motto for the team was "Leave no doubt." Kind of wish I knew that before. <laughs> I made place yeah. any bets last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? It was it, Georgia deserves everything today. They deserve it all. They deserve all the accolades. Stetson Bennett. We're going to talk about whether or not he should get a statue outside of the stadium uh, at, at Georgia. Kirby Smart, Jalen Carter. Everybody deserves the flowers. But may I please stop? I can't go this far and say that now Georgia has become the new Alabama. I can't do that. I can't go that far. Why not? Because Alabama might have been the last team to do this, but the six titles in 12 years for Nick Saban at Alabama, that is not where Georgia is now. Georgia's doing great, by the way. Like, this is not an indictment on Georgia. I'm just saying you have to do more, and forgive me for being that person today, but you have to do more if you're all of a sudden going to become Alabama. Now, this was a hilarious moment. If you were still watching at halftime, because the game was uh, out of hand. But David Pollock was on the ESPN set, and he was sitting right next to Nick Saban. Right next to Saban, and drops this. George, obviously, you've seen in the past couple seasons now, really, they've taken hold of college football. They've done an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. This isn't an old football team with a bunch of guys losing. Now, listen, the NFL can take its chunk out of any team, but... They're the top of college football. Yeah, but what is Nick Saban going to say? Georgia just won two titles. No, he's not going to say anything, but he absorbed that. It was just like, oh, I'm coming for everybody. Mm. This, I I feel like that moment, not that Pollock intended it. This was not, he he was just saying the truth. But I think that Saban took that and will now use it as fuel to go on some kind of a rampage. By the way, according to 24-7, the rankings, Alabama has the number one class right now in terms of 2023. They have five, seven, uh, five, Seven five-star recruits, yeah. pardon me, to Georgia's two. And Georgia's an it's an amazing team. This is an all-time run, but I can't put them on the Alabama level yet. Well, that being said, where do you think Alabama's been the last three? I think they've been number one th- two out of the last three or four years. Sure. So that's not a big deal. You said six in 12 years, yeah. right? 
They already have two down, and unfortunately, they have this JV schedule next year. They have an incredible chance to get there next year because Alabama's going to be down next year. Uh, USC's not ready to go. Ohio State's going to be down next year. So really, I don't even know who their competition is. Wait, why is Alabama going to be down next year? They just, they're just they losing the number one and number two pick in the entire draft. Well, but it's still Bama. Yeah, I know, but this this I've been I've been reading a lot of look ahead drafts and they're uh, look, look at rankings for next year. There is not Alabama's not in the top three of anybody. Okay, well, can some I just people, point out they're like six or seven, and every other year they're one or two. Can I point out how absolutely dead wrong we all were about Alabama this year? Yeah, but when we thought they were going to run the table, this was going to be an so all-time they're Bama improve team. Improve by losing Bryce Young? What does that mean? It it could be different. Just like Kirby Smart was talking about how last year's Georgia team is probably more talented than this year's, but this year's Georgia team like wouldn't be denied. He said they just had a different vibe, different feel, different whatever, and maybe you're also looking, is Tennessee going to be the same team as they were? What's going to go on with LSU? Like, There's going to be some other, well, I guess for Tennessee it would be different, but you understand what I'm saying. For Alabama, this could end up being not, they're never going to be under the radar and they're never going to be underdogs, but Georgia now they are the hunted, right? And where Alabama, who came in with everyone saying they were going to be an all-time team and fell short, now maybe the the script gets flipped a little bit. I hear what you're saying. And they kind of come from motivate. Yeah, but I think that said. I will do a show about. It. I'll bet you this is the next year will be the lowest Alabama AP ranking in ten years. I will bet anyway, I, I, because I don't think they've been below three or four. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> how low do you think they're going? So I, I just think when you look at next year. I think Georgia is closer to Alabama than Alabama is to Alabama. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I mean, if they three-peat, then obviously my argument goes I mean, totally the, the out problem, Well, the problem is Georgia plays nobody next year. So they're, they, they're almost definitely going to walk in the SEC title game. They have one game against Tennessee. That's the hard, that's the hard game. Yep. Other than that, things just fell perfectly. Oklahoma, they were supposed to play Oklahoma earlier in the year, and Oklahoma had to opt out because they're going to the SEC. So now they have nothing but division whatever. I guess maybe they're division one schools, but they have no, they're not playing anybody. So they're going to walk in the SEC title game undefeated. They might lose that one, but they're still in the Final Four. You just don't know. To get a guaranteed trip to the Final Four is going to be huge for this team. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't know who the new defensive start. Well, there are some young studs that are crazy on defense. But they're going to be fine, and they have a chance to go 3-3, three and three, which is a good start on your way to 6-12. and 12. Listen, if they do the three-peat, obviously everything gets blown out because no one's ever done that before. But I would think that, like, think of also how close Georgia was to losing to Ohio State. If I know, Marvin Harrison I Jr. doesn't get hurt in that game, are we even talking about the same outcome? Now, I'm, this sounds like I'm detracting from Georgia. I don't mean to do that. They deserve everything today. That was such a thorough beatdown. I switched to a basketball game in the third quarter. Like, I just couldn't watch it anymore because it was <laughs> non-competitive. But at the same time, you're telling me the gold standard of Alabama, just because you've won the back-to-back, which is not a small feat, but you've won back-to-back because a tw- your, and your 25-year-old quarterback came back to give you stability at that position. I don't think that means you've hit the level of Alabama yet. Well, one thing about Alabama's run, those six titles, they weren't all easy by any means. There were some dogfights to course. get to those. So, Georgia, just getting getting your shot in the Final Four gives you a great chance. I, I yeah. think they could do – they have so many resources, too. Here's – I don't want to say this issue. Say There's it. an issue. What's Nick the issue? Saban's in the 70s. I, I think that 
I don't know how much longer he's going to want to do this. I know he wanted to try TV at one point. I thought he looked good on TV last night. I think he's great at TV. He'd be amazing at TV. I just think that if Nick Saban moves aside, I think, honestly, they might at some point have a bigger problem with Brian Kelly at LSU than, and Josh Heupel at Tennessee. I just don't know that Alabama's... They'll probably win one or two more before Saban leaves. They might win one more. But I think Georgia's going to have a shot moving forward. They have so many resources. They have so much money. And it's the SEC. Well, I think you will agree. The SEC is obviously, once again, separated themselves yes. from the rest of the sport. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I I pounded the table for TCU all yeah. season. Well, I wanted them in. I used the power of my microphone, whatever that could be, to try to give love to the Horn Frogs. And they gave us an all-time great semifinal, right? All-time great game against Michigan. But the way they got beaten last night, I couldn't help but think this has detracted from the story. Now, listen, not everything in life is a storybook. It doesn't always end like that. We all know it. We're adults. We get it. But that type of thorough beatdown, how do you say that the season, like, it, it ends with a, just a, like, it just with a wet fart. It, I don't know what else to call it. And they did, they accomplished so much yeah. this year. And they deserve all the accolades. And but how do you? How am I supposed to feel? I just watched them get shellacked. They were I mean, barely in that game. How many active coaches have won a Final Four game? Not a lot. Very few. Like seven, maybe. So Sunday day, I, I, I feel right in the moment. It feels like they didn't achieve something. But I think I sixty-five-seven is a bad look. But I feel like this is an incredible achievement for TCU to come in to, to oh, get the was. national it was. to win to beat Michigan, a really good Michigan team, yeah. who by the way is. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Harbaugh is staying in Michigan. They are, they have a open pathway to the national title next year. He's not going to leave that. Perloff, he's literally interviewing with the Broncos. Like, yeah, it could be happening all, right now. He interviews all the time. The Vikings, <laughs> the Broncos team want Dan Quinn. I just think, okay, they could have had Dan Quinn last year. If you think that Georgia is not this guaranteed thing, who's stepping, who's stepping in the way of Michigan next year? They're the only team that has ever Ohio come, State. Ohio State's losing their quarterback. That's. Just on its listen, everyone's uh, losing their quarterback. But you saw like, and I, and Michigan is one of those teams. But it's like Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, and you could tell last night the athletes are just different. Yeah, no, they're that, just different. And for as great as TCU was with the upperclassmen yeah. and with some of the transfers on defense, they the the guys the athletes were just so much better on Georgia. Stetson Bennett was throwing to wide receivers. There wasn't a defender within just the a, camera shot. But again, I actually wonder about that. What does that have to do with athleticism? It's not like they beat the quarterback by 20 yards. There was clearly a blown coverage. Yeah, or point. just, you know, game plan. Honestly, combo. I, I told you all season, I don't think TCU is that good of a team. You were right. But uh, they but they beat Michigan. But so this like, what oh. I don't understand. They beat Michigan, who pounded Ohio State, who should have beaten Georgia. Georgia, yeah. How did so? That's the thing. I I think if TCU and Georgia played ten times, I don't think it's sixty-five-seven every every game. They're not that much. They're not fifty-seven points worse than Georgia, are they? Because Georgia be tough to convince me after what I watched last night. Yeah, but Georgia should have lost to Ohio State. I think TCU could have beaten Ohio State. I mean, if it was TCU Ohio State, who knows? It's a crazy sport. Balls bounce funny. Momentum gets going one way or the other. I didn't think Max Duggan played really well last night. That's obvious. <laughs> I, I think Remember that's that? an understatement. <laughs> I was following one over under. It was 31 positive yards rushing. Yeah. He ended up at minus 38. Well, that's the, not good. The Stetson Bennett, where well, you and I hemmed and hawed. Oh, like, about 12, yard, 12 and a half 12 rushing yards. He had it, he had it In four minutes play. into the game. I know. It was unbelievable. Goes to show what we know. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Our logic was sound.
<laughs> TCU didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Um, Want to hear from you. Georgia as the new Alabama, yes or no? How do you feel about that? And then Nicobe Dean, right, was the person who yeah, tweeted this. Eagles linebacker. And this got you really pumped. Yes, he called for a Stetson Bennett statue outside the Georgia Stadium. I think this guy's earned a statue. I don't think there's any debate about this. Kirby gets a statue. Well, I don't know. Do active coaches get statues? Does Saban have a statue? Probably. Uh, I don't know if Saban has a statue. Did Spurrier? Spurrier does have a statue, but I yeah, I don't know. If I don't you, know if it was uh, while he was still coaching at Florida. We oh, gotta okay. get to our Saban, statue. Saban has a statue. Saban does have a statue. Yeah, I don't know. Do you need a Kirby Smart statue now? He's just starting. I would I would go with Stetson Bennett is done finally. So give him a statue, right? Stetson Bennett, does he have a statue within what? You do that within six months? Then a again, year? Then again, there are other famous Georgia players. Do they have statues? Georgia's full of famous players. Yeah. That's what they do. Send guys to the next level and they're incredible. I don't want any phone calls on this man, but is there a Herschel Walker statue? <laughs> I don't want to I didn't want to open up that. <laughs> but uh he's all time great player. Let's see. Oh, oh, I think we got one. Anyway, uh, unless I make it a Sean Taylor, Washington commander. No, statue. it has to actually, someone has to put thought into it and it actually has to <laughs> exist as a sculpture. Wait, so this is, I think this is our statue rule. If you're the quarterback, two national titles, Tim Tebow level, you definitely get a statue, right? I think you definitely get a statue. I'm wondering why isn't Stetson Bennett a sure thing to play in the NFL? I don't understand where this is coming from. He's got size issues. So does Bryce Young. Yeah, but Bryce so Young does... has done so much more. Okay, Bryce Young's a better player. Of course, I'll yeah, give you it. that. Yes, hence the draft position. That's I'm watching, sort of what they're looking at. I'm I'm watching Skylar Thompson. I'm watching Josh Dobbs. I'm yes, those guys a... were both undrafted. Exactly your point. No, but I'm saying I'm looking at the quality of backup quarterback or even third-string quarterback in the NFL, yeah. and I'm thinking Stetson Bennett is better than those guys. Better than those guys. But but I don't understand. You just we're talking about the draft, though. He should be drafted. I think that's like a no-brainer. Yeah, like he will be like the fifth or sixth round. I don't understand why he wouldn't be a higher commodity than that, like a bigger commodity than that. Does winning at that level? Not mean anything, Nothing. and I don't want to say AJ McCarron because I that Alabama team was those Alabama teams. Part of me were built just on like run and defense. Stetson Bennett and, actually does; he passes the ball. They have a they have a they have explosive plays. Yeah, AJ McCarron definitely threw more touchdowns than Stetson Bennett. Well, maybe that team was better. Uh, 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 I bet you AJ. I I don't even. I bet you AJ McCarron threw twenty eight in his senior, and I think Bennett threw twenty. In the regular season. Okay, we need oh, a are you, AJ are you McCarron versus out looking up any stats. This is off the top of your head. You, I am quite now. If you look at my screen, there's Skylar Thompson. And I could be wrong, by the way. I'm not sure this is right. I have Skylar Thompson to see if he was a seventh round pick or undrafted. And I screwed up. He was a seventh round pick. How dare but you're like, but you just said, well, I mean, how can sets of Bennett's draft size? I'm looking at Skylar Thompson. Yeah, that's the reason. Skylar, third string quarterbacks are undrafted or seventh rounders. Is that who you want him to be? Or I, do you think he should be a first rounder? Well, I don't know if he should be a first rounder, but I feel like the guy's making a case that he can play at the next level. Like, no brainer that he could play at the next level. Could he be a backup quarterback that makes $3 million to $4 million a year? Why not? Yeah, that, and what round do you take that guy in the sixth round? I see backups getting taken in the third round. But those guys are not taken. Willis? How about Desmond Ritter? Yeah, they were taken to be starters at some point. At least uh, third round quarterbacks are not taken to be starters. You think third that, round quarterbacks, okay. you're, you, you're excited if they turn into a starter. You are not drafting a quarterback in the third round to be a lifetime backup. That's just not happening. 
but you're not drafting someone. In the, Malik Willis was not drafted thinking that he is going to be the starter someday. It was you took a flyer on him. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Oh, I, I, I don't think I the Titans. That's why Russell Wilson is such an incredible story. I feel like this year was a little bit different though, because like three or four of those guys thought they were going to be first or second round guys. And they were, and then they kind of fell. So I feel like this year is a little bit different. But I agree, third, fourth round guys are typically guys you draft to be a backup that you hope. Yeah, Yeah, Davis Webb. And and by the way, Perloff, just for the record, AJ McCarron had exactly twenty eight touchdowns. How did you know that? Although he did have thirty his junior year. (laughs) And what's Bennett's numbers for? Is he even a junior or senior? He's like fifth year and sixth year. He's Bennett, I think, had 20 touchdowns this year. At least I remember that from the Heisman conversation. No, so Bennett had 29 last year and 27 this year. Yeah, but he had 20 when he was going to the Heisman. How many of those were in the Final Four? Does that count? Well, and he had and how many games, last night. And how many games did he play? <laughs> uh, let's see. So Bennett played 15 and then 14 the year before. McCarron played 13 and 14. Well, one thing, too, sets about it. Bennett also had significantly more rushing yards, too. One thing about Bennett, when the Heisman was coming along, everyone was like, look at Hennon Hooker's games and half the amount of games had twice the amount of production as Stetson Bennett. So Stetson Bennett has also not been that productive. I mean, I think you could look at Max Duggan and say, where is he going to get drafted? Same thing. I know, but I see Max Duggan last night where the Georgia defensive line completely overwhelmed the TCU offensive line. He takes five sacks in that game and throws two picks. I feel like he's simulating what he's going to see in an NFL game more than anything. How did he handle the pressure? Terribly. (laughs) Unfortunately, he played a a really bad game. So if, if I were thinking about Max Duggan as a backup, I would be concerned about that game. I'm not saying he can't get better. He can't learn from it. Of course he can. I would think I would I, be concerned. I think Duggan might go higher than Bennett just because he's bigger. Show bet? Yeah, I'll do a show bet. Who I mean, gets I don't drafted know. higher, Max Duggan or Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm basing this on nothing. But I just feel like, and I have to see them. I think Duggan's just a little bit bigger. Uh, Bennett's small. That's the issue. And I know Bryce Young is small, but Bryce Young can sling it. <laughs> I mean, Bryce Young is amazing. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, we see you guys. All the chat is going awesome right now. The Grainers have made it into the chat, Perloff. Oh, yes. Your people are The here. Grainers are with me. The against the Grainers are against me, right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> In this case, I'm not sure. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Taking your college football calls. We want to know, did you actually watch that whole thing last night? <laughs> how are you feeling watching it? We'll take all of your calls, including is Georgia the new Alabama? Plus, coming up, the Chicago Bears are now on the clock. Would they draft a quarterback Number one overall to compete with Justin Fields. We'll tell you what we think coming up next. It is Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. You can also find us on YouTube now. Uh, We'll put it up to the chat whether people want to see my straight leggings whether I should stand up here, but yeah. I'm not wearing pants now. I'm just wearing those athletic leggings that look really good on guys like Terrell Owens and yeah, like Justin Wade. Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, Dwayne Wade, yeah, he wears shorts over it. I think it takes a certain physique to get away with this. I don't think I have it. But Wait, when you play basketball, do you put shorts over it, or is oh, this yes. the look? Well, I put shorts over it every time because I want pockets to put my keys in. Got so it. I definitely, and I wear, I always wear shorts with pockets. Um, yeah, so then there's the combination sweatpants where you can get, they're kind of sweatpants, but they're also leggings. Those are... <laughs> Those are like so 200 much, bucks. So uh, much yeah. technology. It's the, the world's come such a long way for you guys. By the way, okay, so everyone in the chat is is great, and please jump in on YouTube. Uh, I'll let it, leave it up to you guys whether I show my bottom half. <laughs> uh, but give us a call. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Georgia, Maggie thinks Georgia is not going to get six titles in 12 years. Hardly. I, I mean, that makes sense when you say it, but I think they could do that. And I don't want to say that the new Alabama but I don't know if Alabama is the old Alabama anymore, which means that Georgia could fill that void. Cause 855-212-4227. And then the other debate, I love this, and I'm so nervous about it because I don't. this is not the kind of show bet I want. Who goes higher, Max Duggan or Stetson, or Stetson Bennett? Bennett? I think it's a perfect show debate for us. We're, we're, we could, we're taking this all the way to the draft. But you're like, uh, I look at the third-string quarterbacks and say, you know what, they should be drafting these guys. That's not, they didn't draft Desmond Ritter to be a lifetime backup. At some point, they want to give him a shot. They already did. They did, but that's also because the Falcons were going nowhere. I mean, yeah, they but, went with Mariota as the bridge guy. Like, I, I just... I think if you take a quarterback in the third round, I don't think you're signaling, oh, we're just keeping this guy on ice because he's going to be our future franchise quarterback. That's like, all right, we like him. We're going to take a flyer, and best-case scenario, he becomes our five-year backup. Mm, I don't know. I think that they thought Desmond Ritter was definitely going to start at some point, or they never would have taken him. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. John is in Detroit. John, you want to weigh in on our conversation? What do you have? Hey, what's going on, man? Quick, number one, I love your show. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Number, couple of points. Does anyone know how Demar Hamlin's really doing? I mean, last time I can check, it's five days ago. He's bringing on his own. That, that's so just, can up, a concern. So can update you that uh, uh, on that actually because I was just looking at it myself. And I'm glad you mentioned it as I go for one second here. It's loading Demar Hamlin from one hour ago. This is what he tweeted. His Twitter handle is at Hamlin Island. Not home quite yet. Still doing and passing a bunch of tests. Special thank you to Buffalo General Hospital. It's been nothing but love since arrival. Keep me in y'all prayers, please. So he was moved from Cincinnati to bu- the hospital in Buffalo, and mm. he's tweeting and he's and he's doing great. That is fantastic, isn't it? You guys, you guys are talking about the uh, you know third, fourth round draft picks for quarterbacks, you know, and where this should be. Um, I just want to make one statement about that, Tom Brady. Well, the, yeah. the outlier of all outliers, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't say Tom Brady. It ends every conversation. <laughs> did. And then I, the last statement was, how about how about them Detroit Lions against them Packers? I mean, come on, man. They had nothing nothing to fight for, and they went out there and got the job done. The, the, again, the Dan Campbell grit. Hey, John, best that's the best Detroit sports moment in how long? I, I can't even tell you. Like a Tigers playoff run or something? 1957, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call. I had a, Listen, it's one thing like what Dan Campbell did, which is try to win that game. The mantra was, if, they're, if we're not going, they're not going, right? And you set a tone that hopefully carries over into the next season. That is something I think makes a lot of sense. I get it, even though technically you are putting players at risk for a game that's meaningless. As opposed to what Brandon Staley did, which I 
do not respect at all, which is putting guys out there for no reason. When you have a game to play next week, you've already clinched the playoffs. Like what Dan Campbell did, I get. What Brandon Staley did, I do not get. I still I, don't get. I agree with you. I do think that maybe there's a slight excuse with Brandon Staley. He did not enter that Sunday morning knowing that they weren't playing for anything. They had to wait on one result. Yeah. Do they not have phones? But, you know, I, as I said, if Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, if those guys are going to do stretches for three hours to get ready for a game, <laughs> you might. they probably like, oh, I've already stretched. I might as well go out there. Can you imagine stretching for a run or a basketball game? And stretching in an hour and just getting everything in perfect place. I'd be like, oh, we don't need you now. Just sit on the bench. Yeah, yeah. you're all stretched out. Get out there. Play <laughs> some football. Ridiculous thought process. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Chicago Bears, of course, because of Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans, who Lovey Smith has since been let go by the Houston Texans, but because of their crazy win over the Indianapolis Colts where they completed a 4th and 12 and a 4th and 20 on the final drive and then go for a two-point conversion for the win, they get the win over the Colts, which means the Bears are picking number one in the draft and now the Houston Texans are picking number two. Ryan Poles was talking to the media earlier today and he asked about whether or not the Bears would be open to taking a quarterback with that pick. But we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Perloff, you hear that and think what? I can't believe he's saying that with Justin Fields. It leaves just a seed of doubt for his quarterback. I would not have advised that at all. I would have just taken the fifth and not said anything. See, I kind of, you just because you have a quarterback, right, doesn't mean you still don't have to play the game a little bit. You still got to play the game. I think you have to, I don't know, either not say anything. Yes, you could have done that. Or maybe try to make it seem like you could be entertaining a quarterback so that teams who do want that number one overall pick to take a quarterback and jump the Houston Texans, they really have to come with their best offer. Yeah, but I think they have to come anyway because there's clearly going to be a huge competition to get up there. You're going to have four teams bidding against each other. I don't think polls... I understand what you're saying. Of course, you you want to leave the idea out there that maybe you'll take a quarterback. But in reality, it's going to be... You're going to call the Colts. You're going to call Atlanta, Carolina, Vegas, and say, give me your best offer. Right. And they're going to have to beat each other, and it's going to be pretty crazy. I think... If I had to guess today, I think that plays out because it seems to me obvious that Bryce Young is the number one quarterback. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look at the other quarterbacks... To me, at least, it's a clear line. So Houston at number two, I, I don't I don't even know if they go quarterback if they say number two. So it was interesting where I saw that's interesting. I, I won I saw from Joe Banner, former yeah. uh, NFL executive, and Mike Tannebaum was talking about this on ESPN, how if they were the general managers of these teams, they would draft a quarterback. And it's because of fields and an incredible ability as a runner, but has not developed in two years as a passer, and they feel like you should try for a more complete quarterback. Now, what I find crazy about that... Yeah. yeah. Well, you can go ahead. Well, they don't have much of a passing attack, and it's not... Don't feel... Are we saying Justin... You can't say Justin Fields is having a great arm. He threw like 100 touchdowns at Ohio State. He's he's got a better arm than Eddie. He's got a better arm than Bryce Young. He's got an incredible arm. They just have no passing game whatsoever. What are you evaluating? I don't understand it. What I also don't understand is why wouldn't the current coaching staff or... Like, why wouldn't they take any of the blame there, are they developing a passing attack, right? To your point, they have no receivers for, for well, Justin Well, they did Fields. trade for Chase, Chase Claypool midseason. 
and he's a disaster. Well, that didn't work out very well. But they not all their eggs were in that basket. They need to do some real overhauling this year if they want to get a better, more explosive offense. Well, yeah. But that doesn't mean Justin Fields can't do it. I think that just means they haven't surrounded him with anything or put any stock into that. Well, actually, it turns out they gave up, I think, the first pick in the second round for Claypool. So that was that was pretty significant. Now, Claypool could develop. He's very talented. He's just doesn't, he makes a lot of dumb plays. They have Cole, uh, Cole Komet, right? So they have a little something here. Justin Fields is so young. I mean, I, I have no idea. Honestly, I thought people were excited this year. I was a little surprised at all the negative. He's 23 years old. That is, and he's not like, he's not a guy who just ran. He didn't even run in college. People were worried that he's not going to yeah. run. Then he almost set the quarterback rush, rushing record. So you know he does that. He was a pocket passer in college. Okay. He has all those skills. He has an absolute cannon. I would think you get the right offensive coordinator in there and you work with him. I, I didn't think it would be a matter of debate. So here's one theory you could put out there, and it's one that maybe your Philadelphia Eagles kind of do a little bit, which is, you know, just keep drafting quarterbacks. Like, there is an argument you could make where if the quarterback hasn't shown you that they are elite elite, which Justin Fields I think is great, he's fun to watch, you know, he's obviously great with his legs, but is he an elite quarterback after year two? We have no idea. I don't know which way he's trending. Like, right? Like, well, I mean, do you consider Lamar Jackson an elite quarterback? I do. I I think I, mean, I, I ha- hmm. yes, of course. I mean, Justin Fields is as good a runner as him, so that's at least something special. Yeah, but I I don't think he's at Lamar level quite yet. No, right? I, no, of course not. I, I but that was my point. But he could be. But, could but you Justin see... Fields just ran for fifteen hundred. Well, how many yards did he run for? He was incredible. But is there a thought where the quarterbacks are getting more and more expensive? If they're really yeah. good, you have to pay them pretty early. Is there an idea that maybe you just keep drafting them and seeing what happens? Like, you hope you're not going to be in this position again where you're picking number one overall. I hear you. But Jalen Hurts was selected 54th. It's a little different. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you use this number one pick and the, and the idea that teams are going to trade it for a quarterback to really just build everywhere around it, get four first-round picks out of it? Well, I I would do it. I think they're going to cash in. But yeah. if they did, if he did get blown away, say by Bryce Young, would it be cra- it would be crazy? Yeah. But would they bring him in to compete? And then you have two guys who are both on rookie deals. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think if it was Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck, then maybe. But I don't think Bryce Young's that kind of guy. The other thing too, there is a little bit, little bit of a caveat here. Last year's draft made me made me hesitant about quarterbacks because how many went in the first round? One. One. And there was a lot of demand for quarterback. A lot of teams needed quarterbacks, and he went 20. Is it possible that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, I guess that's about it, that they all fall? I mean, it's very possible because all of them are quite flawed. Bryce Young's really small. Will Levis had terrible stats at college. C.J. Stroud was at Ohio State, uh, wasn't even as productive as, as Dwayne Haskins or Justin Fields who did not go top 10. So I think you can look at the list. Is it possible none of these guys? And it goes Jalen Carter, who we saw last night, yeah. and Will Anderson, one and two. Maybe maybe it's not a quarterback draft, Maggie. Maybe we're overhyping ourselves as usual. Well, there's certainly a need out there for quarterbacks, though. 855-212-4CBS. But you're right, there was last year. Yeah, 855-212-4227. All right, so I'm looking in the chat here on YouTube, and I'm not seeing an overwhelming desire t- for Perloff to show off the leggings. In that, fact, that's weird. Is it some sort of technical <laughs> difficulty? We'll see if there's any kind of glitch. Uh, I did see, I want to make sure I can give the credit where it's due. 
Uh, someone said leggings should not be in a man's wardrobe. Ah. The word leggings should not be in a man's wardrobe. What, what is That's it? That's from uh, Ace Admin. Is that because you shouldn't be wearing these things or is it we labeling them the wrong way? <laughs> I think it's because of how they look. <laughs> uh, well, no, nah. I mean, can you wear them if they had a better, more manly name? Tights? No. I don't think that's doing it. No, not tights. Like, I don't think tights is doing mites. it. Mites. What oh, are these called? Mites. Yeah, man these are tights? mighty. Yeah, man tights. Like the bra? Uh, the, the bro? Man's ear the man's the area. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to <laughs> be. Uh, okay, they are called, let's see. There's um, performance pants. See, that doesn't sound right either. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. Performance pants. <laughs> you used to yesterday, something like, like athletic. Wear? Athleisure. Athleisure. Ath something athletic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, athletic leisure wear. Training yeah. tights. No, eh. you can't have tights. You can't put anything tights in there. Men don't wear tights. Performance pants. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, that's sound like no, it's something. Going down a road, I do Valentine's not want to go down to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't take Viagra. Just have the, these performance performance pants, pants from Romans. So no, I, They're I sent to you in a discreet package. Yeah. Um, what kind of package? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Size right. small, medium. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. By the way, oh, I started a very uncomfortable Google search here on men's tights. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Again. I mean, Honestly, coming with Robin Hood men in tights, a little bit of uh, yeah. Mel Brooks. A little dated on that one, but I thought the same thing. By <laughs> the way, uh, yeah, I I don't know if I get through this day on the HR front. This is going to be touch and go all day long. <laughs> Tomorrow on the live stream, just Maggie. Hey, eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two. Put a pair of men's tights where I was sitting. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> A tribute to Perloff. Stetson Bennett might get a statue. Perloff gets a pair of leggings left on the table. Uh, okay, coming up next, should Stetson Bennett be considered one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft? Former Notre Dame offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion with the Packers, and CBS Sports college football analyst Aaron Taylor is going to join us next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Well, not much of a game last night, but still plenty to talk about when it comes to college football. And for that, we welcome in Aaron Taylor, CBS Sports college football analyst, former Notre Dame, of course, offensive lineman. Aaron, thanks so much. So did you actually watch the whole thing or did you turn it off at some point? Dang, Mags, you calling me out right out of the gate. <laughs> I turned that sucker off as we went into the fourth quarter and started <laughs> returning emails. I'm not going to lie. That thing was a bludgeoning and a bloodbath. And, and honestly, towards the end, wasn't even worth watching. So, Aaron, does this sort of, I don't know, lessen the impact of what TCU did and what they achieved this year, losing 65-7, the biggest bowl loss of all time? Or was it still an incredibly special season? It was an incredible season for them, considering the fact that they were 5-7 and seven last year. And, Sonny is in his first year as a head coach. They had four total dudes on that team that had ever played in a bowl game, let alone a college football playoff game and a game of that magnitude. So the one-year turnaround for the Horn Frogs was incredible. And I think what was lost in that beatdown was just how important it was for TCU to have done well this year. Remember, Oklahoma and Texas are going to greener pastures in the SEC, so they think. So to have the Big 12 show up and make the national championship game, although it didn't go quite the way that they wanted, the timing couldn't have been better for what is going to prove to be an ex 
extremely special season for the guys in purple. Aaron Taylor is our guest, CBS Sports college football analyst. All right, we have a show bet going, Aaron. We got to see where you land on it. Perloff and I now have a bet. Who will be taken higher in the draft, Stetson Bennett or Max Duggan? Who do you have? Oh, my gosh. I think you have to go with Stetson Bennett because the way the guy's just a straight-up winner, man. He started out as a walk-on. That meant that there were some group of five schools that were interested. He opted to go the junior college route. He comes to Georgia. Nobody believed in him. His coaches didn't believe in him. Some of the players didn't believe in him. But you know who believed in him? Stetson Bennett. And we all joked around last year after he won the national championship that he was going to be the highest grossing insurance salesman in Georgia State. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever yes. his college Stetson Bennett Kia, right? Career was yeah. going to be over. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's incredible what it is he did and the way that he continued to earn the respect. There was a throw in that game in the second quarter where he waited on an in-breaking route and just threaded it between like four TCU defenders. That was an NFL-level throw. Now, he's limited with his height, maybe some of his arm strength, but who he is, the moxie that he has, he's a guy that could spend 10-plus years on an NFL roster being a viable backup that you know you can count on did not make mistakes. That was the big difference between him and Duggan last night. Duggan, and especially towards the end of the season when it mattered most and in both playoff games, was through like six interceptions. Stetson Bennett, zero. And when you want to talk about going on to the next level, more games are lost than one, so having a quarterback that can control the football is critical. Wait, wait, wait. Ten years for Stetson Bennett? He's going to be eligible for Medicare by the end of that <laughs> ten years. What are you talking about? He's 25. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is in a, a slightly longer in the tooth, and I think we'll start to see more of that as college yeah. football evolves. But I think what's interesting, Pearls, is like people have been sleeping on Georgia a little bit. Yeah. These last two years have really kind of felt like Georgia's had to prove themselves remarkably because it didn't look like Alabama looked. It didn't look like Clemson looked. But all they did was continue to find ways to be dominant over these last two years where they lost one game. Take a look at this. Georgia played seven teams that ended up in the final AP Top 25 ranking this year and beat those seven teams by an average of four touchdowns. Wow. They were dominant across the board on both sides of the football. And as much as we want to talk about Stetson Bennett, as much as we want to talk about the defense and how they limited TCU to under 200 total yards, I think the MVP of that game was Georgia's offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Hmm. He was brilliant. I think they should put his call sheet in the Smithsonian. <laughs> so, Aaron, is it possible – we were talking about six titles in 12 years for Nick Saban in Alabama. Is Georgia have a chance to go on that kind of run? Absolutely. At this point, you have to give Kirby Smart and his staff the benefit of the doubt. Now with Stetson Bennett moving on, that certainly calls into question a big transition. Can you navigate turnover, losing coaches, losing players? That's something that took place you know, every single season in Tuscaloosa. But Kirby's done something that very few programs have ever been able to do, and this is the first back-to-back -back championship that we've seen in college football, I think, going back to when Alabama did it before 2010. So this is rare air that he's done. And when he was in Tuscaloosa for all those years, he paid a hell of a lot of attention because he has built Tuscaloosa 2.0 there in Athens. And that means they're a very dangerous football team for the foreseeable future.
Aaron Taylor is our guest, CBS Sports college football analyst. All right, we only have like a minute left, and I got two questions for you. One, what's the biggest thing Notre Dame has to do this offseason, Aaron, in your opinion, to be in the college football playoff in contention next season? They already did it. And they signed Sam Hartman, the, the winner, the crown jewel in this season's uh, transfer portal. The quarterback position and have an elite play there is something that Notre Dame hasn't had. Sam Hartman's thrown 70 touchdowns in the last two seasons. He instantly made Notre Dame a national contender when he decided to come to South Bend. Okay, and last one for you with 30 seconds left. Perloff is wearing leggings on the show today. Um, they're the kind you wear for like basketball, but we need a better name for these. We don't think leggings are really belong Athle- in a man's wardrobe. Athletic tights. Aaron, <laughs> do you wear these? Do you, when you work out, do you wear these? Do you put shorts over them? What's your style? I, I'm more of a onesie type of guy. I'm a oh. singlet when I go to work out. I, I just like to let it all hang out and just kind of <laughs> let people appreciate what it is I'm doing. So I'm I like it, man. I think it's a keeper. Well, get out of here. Will you go up? Are you, you're messing with us right now. You don't wear a singlet a to the singlet. gym. Like a, a wrestling? fitness? No way. Oh, straight up, bro. Like, I, how do you work out? I wear shorts and a t-shirt. Man, hey, when you've been gifted the body that looks like a lava lamp, you got to share that with the world. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We need video of this. you got to put this on your Twitter. Aaron Taylor, you're the best. CBS Sports no College Football Analyst. I thought definitely maybe the compression pants did not see the singlet coming. You're awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, there you go. I thought you were going to find like kindred spirit. Well, we're only two days into this YouTube experiment. (laughs) I think a singlet is not far off. And honestly, I understand what Aaron's saying. (laughs) The comfort of these compression pants, I'm going to call them that. Yeah. Oh, I feel great right now. You don't want to call them the performance pants? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, the performance enhancing pants? No. That's too close. None of us want that. I don't want people accusing our show of PEPs, performance enhancing (laughs) pants. Knew we had an edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not natural. Yeah, we're so good, they're going to be testing us tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Perloff's wearing performance enhancing pants. Now, the singlet. Uh, he's got to be messing yeah, around, right? Well, uh, or maybe not. And, or unless maybe he's he, just a baller. He's a big guy. You know, he was a, a lineman. Maybe he's also a semi-professional wrestler. Like the guy, you know, the guy who's going against a, like the Undertaker who shows up in the singlet and doesn't have a nickname. <laughs> it's like, and Bill Richards from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's got yeah. a singlet on. <laughs> yeah, that guy's that not going to win. That could be you. That, I would love to be that guy. That could be you. Who knows? Again, it is only day two of the live stream. This could go anywhere. I've got a duck costume I've got to wear. We've got a lot to do. Coming up, Jerry Jones talking about the future of Mike McCarthy. We'll tell you what he had to say in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off straight ahead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.